Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm excited to welcome you back uh, to this mini-series that we are doing of Growing in Christ. In our last episode, we introduced it, and part one was really focused on Peter and kind of the growth process and the growing pains uh, that he went through. But now I want to get a little bit more personal with you, talk about some of the things that I've experienced as far as my growth and things that I definitely need to improve on. And so my goal in this is is not to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but hopefully to reach all of you who are listening in a way where maybe you can take some of these things that can help you grow as well. Because here's the, here's the point. We're all growing. Uh, none of us have arrived. We all have room for improvement, and that is something that definitely uh, I want to make sure I keep in the forefront of my mind. Brother Garland Elkins, I was not privileged to have him as a teacher. I did get to meet him one time uh, at his 90th birthday party, right before I started at the Memphis School of Preaching. Brother Elkins was notorious for saying the biggest room in my house is the room for improvement. And that's the biggest room in our lives. We've got to be able to know that there's room for growth. And so this is true in the business world. It's true certainly in athletics. But no doubt, when we think spiritually, it is a storm that we face sometimes as we feel like we've plateaued or we feel like we don't know where to go next to grow. So again, I'm hoping that this episode will be practical, something that you can relate to, and something that you can take with you as you strive to grow closer to God. I do want to take a moment before we begin to remind you that this podcast is on the Scattered Abroad Network. Extremely grateful to be a member of this network. Uh, this is season five of Weathering the Storm, uh, just on here. And uh, just, again, thankful to work with with Caleb and Michael and all the different hosts that we have. Uh, if you haven't already, we, we encourage you to go and subscribe to our master feed. You'll get uh, all the content that we have every day of the week. We have a new podcast coming out. We have some that are uh, for the summer only. We have some that are once or twice a month. We have some that are consistently coming out uh, throughout the week. For example, this podcast comes out every Thursday. So again, just very grateful and excited uh, to be able to use this avenue of a podcast to spread the gospel and hopefully help someone along the way. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find our YouTube channel. We hope that you'll hit the bell there and subscribe to that, and we'll we'll have content coming out on YouTube as well. And uh, again, if you would like to visit our website, scatterbroad.org, you can also contact us, thescatterbroadnetwork at gmail.com. Again, we thank you so much for listening, and I do hope and pray that this episode, this podcast, this network uh, is helping you in your walk with the Lord. And so just to touch on a few things from last episode, we talked about growing in Christ from Peter's perspective. And we really talked about how he went from a fisherman to a fisher of men and and really the way that he was able to to grow and to step out to to be someone who God knew he could be. We talked about the fact that Jesus could look at Peter and see potential. And of course, Peter had to seize the opportunities to grow and to get better. We talked about the concept of growth in the New Testament. And we talked about that word oxano, is that Greek word for growth, which is a present tense verb. It's a continuous action. And when Peter used it, it was an imperative. 
desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's, it's the concept of this is something you must do if you want to live. You've got to grow. You've got to take in the nutrients. You've got to take in the word of God. And of course, 2 Peter 3.18, you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, that is an imperative. It's a present active word. We, we talked about how Jesus used this word, Matthew 6.28, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. And so we think about plants and how they grow up, and that's the concept of us as Christians to constantly grow. And so the Bible says so much about growth. And now we want to talk about some practical ways that we can grow closer to God. The first thing I want to emphasize is that if you want to grow closer to God, take time to be holy. Take time to be holy. That's a great hymn that we sing. It's one of, of my favorites. But when you think about the, the, the lyrics of that hymn and you break it down, it says, take time to be holy, speak oft with thy Lord. And there's the idea of communication. How do we speak to the Lord? Well, the Bible teaches we do so through prayer, through that wonderful avenue that we can approach the God of heaven. We can go to the throne of grace boldly to find grace in time of need, Hebrews 4, 15, and 16. We can cast all our care upon God, for He cares for us, 1 Peter 5, 7. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers, 1 Peter three twelve. So prayer is a wonderful, wonderful blessing and a privilege that Christians have to approach God. And so if you want to grow and grow closer to God, have a consistent prayer life. Jesus said, pray and faint not, Luke 18, 1. Paul said, pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Always be in an attitude of prayer. When you think about the importance of growth, you think about drawing closer to God. It's so important that we will will pray and, and block out the worldly things around us. And that's not easy to do. But really, our, our lifestyle, our mentality ought to be blocking out those things. And so we start, we need to start every day with prayer. Pray throughout the day. Pray at night. Find time and make time to pray. Draw closer to God through that avenue of prayer. Uh, one of the practical things that I try to do is if somebody contacts me and says, hey, I need you to pray for me, or somebody here at the congregation, something's going on, write it down. Because if you say, yeah, I'll do that, I'll pray for you, you'll get to start. And if you don't do it right then, you might forget. And so what I try to do is, is pray right then and there. Uh, if you're scrolling on Facebook and somebody says so-and-so's got this going on, and you comment with, with prayers, go ahead and pray right then. Uh, that. That is a sign of, of, of growth, spiritual maturity, uh, for us to have that, that mindset of prayer. You know, that's what Jesus had. And any time he had a big decision, or, or really just any time he needed to be alone, the Bible speaks of him departing to a solitary place and praying. Mark one thirty five, for example. Or in Luke chapter 6, when he prayed for the disciples. Um, when you think about what happened when he fed the 5,000 plus, when he had to go and and they tried to make him a king, he had to depart. He had to go and be by himself for a little bit. And he wanted to draw closer to God. He wanted to draw closer to his father. So that's the first practical thing. And we want to see growth spiritually. Take time to be holy. Make sure that you are spending much time in secret with the Lord. And of course, communication is a two-way street. 
We communicate to God through prayer. He communicates to us through his word. This needs to be a healthy balance with the time that we're reading the Bible, the time that we're praying to God. Another practical way that we can grow in Christ is to read through the Bible in a year. And you might say, well, this is a daunting task, and, and I've done it twice now in my life, and and it is uh, a, a difficult thing as far as making the time to do it, but, but you won't regret it. It is time well spent. Every moment you spend in the Word of God is time well spent. There, there's not a wasted moment. And so find a plan that works best for you. Or maybe it's not reading through the Bible in a year. Maybe it's reading through the New Testament in a month. And maybe you're able to read eight or nine chapters a day. Just devote that time. And a challenge for me is to just read and not take notes and not to uh, try to develop a sermon or a class. And it's sometimes it's hard just to read, but but there's growth involved by just spending time reading the Bible. And, of course, the more you read it, the more familiar you are with it. Then you start applying it to your life. So read through the Bible in a year. Another way you can do this as far as a Bible reading plan is read through the book of Proverbs every month. book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. And so most months have 31 days. There's only, you know, there's a few that have 30. And so if you have a month with 30, well, just read uh, two chapters at the end and you'll be you'll be called up. And so you can read through the book of Proverbs every month, read a proverb a day. It won't take you a long time, but it's again, it's being familiar with the text. It's seeing things and reading it over and over and over again. And ultimately, Psalm 119.11 says, Your word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We can't hide it in our heart if we leave it on the shelf. And we got to make sure that we're spending time reading the Bible, that there's no way we can grow spiritually without it. And so read through Proverbs every month. Uh, another thing that you can do, something that's helped me, is pick a five-chapter book of the Bible and read through it Monday through Friday. And then you rotate. For example, you can start with the book of James on Monday and read through James in, in one week. Take a chapter a day and read through it. Maybe you want to do that back-to-back weeks to reinforce it. be a great idea. Um, another thing you can do is is read through it all the way Monday and then go back and read chapter 1, Tuesday chapter 2, Wednesday chapter 3, Thursday chapter 4, Friday chapter 5, and then after chapter 5, read it all the way through again. And you'll be amazed at the things that you pick up on and the things that will stick with you. And so you can read the book of James, you can read the book of 1 John, the uh, book of 1 Peter, 1 Thessalonians. There are so many great little five-chapter books in the Bible that you could spend time reading uh, throughout the week. And again, it, you stick with what plan works for you. But the point is that you make it a, a point to read the Bible. You make sure that you are making time to do that. And again, that is how you can grow. Uh, and that is how you can get closer to God. Again, this is an area that, that I need to work on for sure. Because like I said, a lot of my time when I'm reading and studying the Bible is to prepare a class, prepare a sermon, uh, working on my, my Bible class for the school or a, a chapel speech or a newspaper article or maybe a podcast episode. And sometimes it's difficult just to study for me. But you and I, we need that time. We need our personal Bible study so we can grow closer to God. Let's make sure that we're doing that. Another area in which we can improve and, and the way we can grow closer to God is to spend time in the book of Psalms. 
You know, when you think about Psalms, it's so unique. It's really a glimpse into the heart of the man who had a heart after God. And of course, David is the one who wrote the bulk of the Psalms, not all of them, but the majority of them are ascribed to David. And David was a man after God's own heart. And so when we're reading the Psalms, we're, we're looking into his heart. We're, we're seeing the things that mattered most to him. And you think about these songs of praise. And I want to encourage you to do something. Going back to our first point, when you pray to God, pray a psalm back to God. Pray it back to him. You know, you can think about this from, uh, from a parent standpoint, as a coach, when you teach something to your children, you teach something to your ball players, and then they repeat that back to you, then you know, hey, they're paying attention, they're listening, they're getting this. And for me, if I tell my children something and they come back and they can tell me, you know, exactly what I'm teaching them, then that's always a, a good thing. And so why not pray back a psalm to God, thanking him for his word, thanking him for this psalm, and being able to read it aloud but to pray it, it can be extremely helpful. I found myself praying Psalm 51 many times in my life. It's just an opportunity that you can not only spend time in the Psalms, but you can pray them back to God. Uh, but as far as the Psalms are concerned, Brother Dan Winkler, this has been several years now, at the Memphis School of Preaching Lectureship, <clears throat> he just had this simple statement, spend time in the Psalms. He talked about when his dad, Wendell, passed away. And he had a, a dear preacher friend come and, and sit with him in his house. And so, of course, he was very emotional. He was distraught. And, and he asked the man, what, what can I do from here? And the man said, spend time in the Psalms. So Brother Dan said that for a whole year, he spent time in the Psalms. He went through them. He, he broke them down. He outlined them. And he said it was just an incredible study. And so I took that advice. I did the same thing. I think it's probably been two or three years now. Um, I went and bought uh, the Psalms, ESV, just a small brown book. won't cost you that much at all. You can probably find one on Amazon or uh, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, but it's just the Psalms. And the, the particular one that I got at the end, it had space for an outline. So I would go through, I would use some of my notes from school, but I would also just take, take some things away from it and turn them into outlines. Um, I gave this to a a great friend of mine, Brother Jonathan, who's been on this podcast here recently uh, as a gift. And I'm hoping that he can use that as well. Uh, but I may, I may do that again. Uh, but just be able to get it, go through it, spend time in each psalm, and look at the language, and look at what's going on, and then make application to your life. It will help you grow as you strive to grow as a Christian and grow closer to God. And there's no doubt that Jesus knew the psalms. No doubt that he knew the scriptures and, and spent time and spent time teaching his disciples the importance of doing that. And that's something that's just very, very, uh, very special and very important as we're striving to grow. Here's the final thing I want to talk to you about today as we think about growing in Christ. And again, we're talking about some practical ways, things that we can read, things that we can study, taking time to be holy, making sure that we're praising God all the time. But the final thing that has helped me so much is that we can learn from mature Christians. We can learn from mature Christians. I'm in a wonderful situation here in Quitman. I have four godly elders, and they all bring something unique to the table. But they're all four uh, 
great men of God. And, and spending time with them, they've been through things that I haven't been through. They've lived longer than I've lived. And so with that comes more experiences, experiences with, with, with people, uh, different situations that have come up in life, and, and they've learned from it. And so you can gain a lot of wisdom, and you can grow by being around Christians who have been growing for a very long time. Again, I, I'm in a wonderful place here at Quitman, not just my elders, but also um, our associate minister, Brother Gene Hill, who has preached for several decades and done local work in uh, Mississippi, and he's been uh, around the South down and uh, graduated the Florida School of Preaching. So he and I connect very well. We, we know uh, the rigors of going through preaching school, but also just talking about some of the relationships that we've had throughout the years and learning from him, being around him, seeing the way he carries himself, seeing the way he studies the Bible, seeing his approach to Scripture, the way that he's growing. I, I know it has really, really helped me. Uh, and then just some of the older members that we have here. Uh, we have several who are in their, their 80s and have been Christians for 50-plus years. And just sitting down and talking to them about their growth in Christ. Some of the things that, that happen with them or have happened to them, it, it can help you. Because the thing is, we don't know what it's like until we've walked in somebody else's shoes. We don't know what it's like until we've been there. You know, how do you grow closer to God when you lose a spouse? How do you grow closer to God when when you retire? All of these things, you know, as, as young people, uh, sometimes it's difficult to, to see that. But somebody who's lived it, spending time around them and talking to them uh, can be so, so, so helpful. You know, we live in a day and an age where everything's got to be new and it's got to be, you know, if it's not on TikTok and it's not on uh, Facebook or YouTube Live or whatever, then we don't want nothing to do with it. We want something quick. We want something new and something fresh. But what can really help us is going and sitting down with somebody, taking the time to just sit and talk and let them tell you about things that they've experienced in their lives. It's really like looking at a, a live encyclopedia. And when someone like that passes away, uh, you're, you're missing out on a great, great content, great information, great lessons, life lessons that you can learn that can help you grow. And so find you some mature Christians to spend your time around. Now, granted, just because it's an older person does not mean they're a mature Christian. Someone can be younger, but can be mature in the faith. Find someone that is also striving to grow closer to God. Spend time with them, and that will help you in your walk and in your growing process. So again, this episode is, is hopefully very, uh, very practical and useful for you. These are things that have helped me in my walk with the Lord. I've been a Christian now since 2010. I obeyed the gospel my freshman year at Freed Hardman when I was 18 years old. And so it's just been a wonderful journey for me. And so thankful for God and His grace and long-suffering with me, allowing me to obey the gospel, allowing me to be in, in different locations and situations where uh, I can grow. And again, I hope and pray that you can grow as well. And so just to recap some of these things, and the lesson will be yours today, ways that you can grow in Christ. Take time to be holy. Make sure that your prayer life is what it ought to be. Read through the Bible in a year. 
Have a Bible reading plan. Read Proverbs every month. Read a five-chapter book Monday through Friday. Spend time in the Psalms and learn from mature Christians. I hope that some of these practical ways will help you as you walk through your life and as you weather the storms that may come your way. But may we all strive to grow to be more like Jesus every single day. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.